Hello, and welcome to Daily Cafefe on Unsafe Space with Carter and Carrie. Uh, today is Wednesday, July 31st. I should say hello to everyone except for Ravelry. There's <laughs> what Ravelry is. If you know what Ravelry is, you're in the minority, likely. But please like, subscribe, follow. Uh, we've had an uptick in followers lately. I guess uh, some recent Kofefi we did performed well, so great. Uh, we're trying to get to 1,000 so that we can get monetized and then immediately demonetized and have a demonetization party. So <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Please continue to do that. It'll uh, be a short-lived also, victory. Yeah, you should also mention... Yeah, someone just texted me about book club today. Yeah. Um, can you remind people of the details and how to get uh, into the video chat if they want to participate? Yeah, we should mention this at the beginning from now on because we've been mentioning it at the end. Uh, book club is going to be this coming Sunday at 7 p.m. Texas time. You guys can figure out what time that is for you. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. How Texas are you? <laughs> Texas to me. Uh, it's going to be this coming, yeah, this coming Sunday at 7 p.m. Texas time. And uh, if, if we're reading Brave New World. You still have time to read the book. You still have time to listen to it on Audible. We hope that you will join us. If you if you haven't bought the book yet and you're just going to cram it in last minute, um, if you could get the version Carter, well, the version Carter just held up as an old version, but get the version that has the 1946 forward um, by Huxley. It's just a really great addition to the book i think if you and, and i just realized so somebody told me some of the copies some of the new copies i guess this is on a summer reading list for for some schools and the new copies don't have that forward which is kind of oh fun. really yeah you have to get an older edition um yeah. but um yeah this sunday and if you haven't already we have a facebook group for unsafe space book club you can join that basically just send us your what do we need their email we yeah we just email address you can send an email to speak at unsafespace.com and just put brave new world or something in the subject so that we know what it is and we're going to try and use zoom zoom allows i think up to somewhere around 100 video participants at once for us so i don't think there's that many people that are going to be in book club so uh just send us your email and you'll get a zoom invitation i'll probably set that up today or tomorrow and you'll get some info cool um, I hope, I hope that, I don't know. I hope people, even I had a friend ask, what if I haven't finished it and I want to join? Well, if you, if you're not worried about being spoiled and you want to join and you've only read half of it, please join. We don't mind. So you decide. Um, yeah. So Carrie, um, <clears throat> we're not here to talk about book club. Oh, I, we should also mention, yes, we skipped watching the debates last night. We're, we're not having a viewing party tonight either. It's, it's literally torture to watch these debates. Uh, we maybe we'll do one after it's narrowed down to like only one stage. We'll we'll maybe do another one. Yes, but, uh, I would say let's do them again because it makes it fun for other people who find it torture. But just right now, it was too crazy and hectic, and we we did we pre-recorded an interview yesterday. We have other stuff we're doing, so it's a little yeah. sorry. Yeah. And it wasn't really any different, although uh, Marianne Williamson. Uh, Talk about dark forces afoot, which, uh, which is pretty great. There are dark forces afoot. So today's topic is about SJWs ruining the knitting community. This is not what she meant, Carrie. She <laughs> did not mean dark yarn forces. <laughs> um, so some of you, Ravelry, if you don't know what that is, it is a knitting 
it's, it's an online knitting community and knitting site. And this, I've been reluctant to talk about this because it makes me furious when I read this kind of stuff again. Um, I just, I really hate, I've seen so many of these SJW mobs unfold online and they all have, it's the same um, pattern each time. And, and it, it's like watching the same play over and over and you watch people participating in it and, um, and giving up their autonomy almost to the group. You see people at the beginning who are like, I don't understand why, what is this pile on? And then three days later being like, I too have converted to SJWism. Like, it's, just <laughs> <laughs> it's the invasion of the body snatchers. Yes. It's, it's like that scene <laughs> in the movie where it's actually, it's like the old Stepford wives, the book and the old movie, the, the old yeah. version too, where, you know, her friend is like, they're both like, what is going on with all these women like all these women we know are changing and then the next and then it's like that scene where her friend is suddenly changed and you're like no because her friend has suddenly become one of them too it's like <laughs> oh it's it gives me creepy crawlies so um i guess we could start with why don't we tell people what happened because yeah i mean well quick uh Colette, articles in a row jesus christ it's like it's there's been several, but I mean, the reason they're documenting it is because it's this—it's an anatomy of a uh, of a conversion of a community, and it's the anatomy of what we call converge SJW convergence. And this has happened over and over again. Give me a community, give me a an organization, give me a company, give me a church. It doesn't matter. This can happen anywhere. It's happened in it's happened in gaming. It's happened in comics. It's happened in um, astronomy. It's happened in, uh, you know, biology groups. It, 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 it's happened at Google, at big companies. It just, they come in, the ideology becomes sacrosanct and it becomes the number one priority. And you see people just like I, we were making fun of, you see people convert as if they become pod people and start pointing fingers and like, <laughs> like, yes, invasion of the body snatchers, like, ah, like yelling at the ones that are not converting. And um, so this is just the same thing. It just happens to be in a knitting community this time. So uh, Colette did a couple pieces on it. The one I thought was the most, um, the one that I thought I would talk about is A Witch Hunt on Instagram by Katherine Jebson Moore. Mm, that's the first in her series of three, mm. I think. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just, to give the basics, let's share this. Can you see that? Okay, so she starts off talking about overhearing in Edinburgh in a, in a local yarn shop. Knitting is just so white. Let's hope it's, it gets better. And someone else saying, it's about time we had the conversation. Okay, they say this all the time. It's the, con the conversation. Well, it's not a conversation. It is a one-sided uh, preaching that happens, and you're just yeah, supposed by to. By the way, that, Carrie, is, and I, I like that the author puts conversation in quotes, but can we pause on that for a minute? Because that to me is newspeak. That's got newspeak written all over it, right? It's, yeah. it's conversation through screaming and ostracism. I mean, it's, it's an anti-conversation. It shuts down conversations. It's the opposite of a conversation. Exactly. So when they, let's have the conversation. They mean, let's shut down all dissenting conversation. Yeah. They, most of what SJW say, most of the ex SJW lexicon is newspeak. So like Carter said, they use the opposite of what they mean. It's total projection. Either they're accusing you of something they're doing or they're saying, 
something positive, like we want to have a conversation when what they really mean is we want to shut down discussion. Like it's, it, they do this all the time. It's so gross. Um, so then she, she talks about this firestorm that started and these things are always percolating underneath the surface in any online community. There's always these SJW elements. It just, it just so happens that it exploded with this one person's innocuous blog post, but it could have been someone else. If there's enough people and this, these, this ideology has spread to enough people, um, there probably have even been instances I don't know about where it started to bubble over, but there weren't enough people to pile on, but this particular time it happened. So this woman, Karen Templer, she posted just a pretty uh, yeah, innocuous blog post called 2019, My Year of Color, where she talks about how she's going to get to travel to India. And she's so excited about going to India. And she talks about how she's been obsessed with India since she was a child. Um, and how she, it's just so out far, it's so far outside the realm of her experience that it, that when she was offered a trip there as a teenager, as a teenager with severe anxiety disorder, it felt like being offered a seat on a flight to Mars. Okay. That's important. Cause that's one of the big things they attacked her about. Um, so the first, like, I don't know, 30 comments. If you go and read this blog post, she left it up. You can read it. They're all positive. They're all like what you would expect. I'm so excited for you. You're going to get to go finally. You know, you're older now and this dream of yours is finally coming true. And then somebody comes in, the first SJW, actually there was one before this I saw who said, I saw your blog posted somewhere. So suddenly she started to get an influx of people that were not her regular readers. She would get like 30 comments at most. Then suddenly she was inundated. So some um, little, you know, negative Nancy SJW tattletale is like, let's go pile on the season opportunity. And it's like, let's go pile on this woman and post it somewhere. And so she gets a comment. that's like, I saw this posted somewhere else. And, she, and, and they criticize her, but this is the one that really kicks it off. He comes in, uh, Karen, I'd ask you to reread what you wrote and think about how your words feed into a colonial imperialist mindset towards India and other non-Western countries. Multiple times you compare the idea. Are you laughing, Carter? <laughs> well, I'm muted, but I'm laughing. Sorry. I don't want to laugh and distract you. So I, I muted myself and left. We, we should laugh at these people. It, it <laughs> is infuriating, but it's also hilarious. You, all, you know what they're going to say. If it, these, they're ideologues. They just spit out the same stuff constantly. You can, I encourage you to think about how your words feed into colonial. Like, yeah. so... Um, it's like this negative shaming, like you're sinning, you're sinning, Karen. Um, this, this, by the way, I don't know if you guys have seen that meme, Karen, it may have come from this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, multiple times you compare the idea of going to India to the idea of going to another planet. How do you think a person from India would feel? So then get this. She answers that question. Honestly, I've had responses from several Indian friends and readers today who had nothing but positive, encouraging responses. I'll have to see if anything I said offended them. So he accuses her of making Indian people feel bad. There's, an, there's a built-in assumption there, which he hasn't proved at all, and which is just nonsense BS. How do you think- Also, he's not Indian. I mean, based on his no. name, he doesn't no. sound Indian. No, SJWs, this is how they proselytize. They go out and they show themselves to be allies by speaking on behalf of groups they don't represent. And even, by the way, even if he was Indian, you don't represent Indian people. I'm sorry, one Indian person with it, who got offended. You're one person. But so, so, so she answers the question. Can you tell I'm worked up about this? These people are bullies. This is why this makes me angry. Like I, I, uh, 
I'm angry because there, very rarely do I see people stand up and, and, and withstand this kind of online mobbing. Um, and not just mobbing, they go after their business. They, they post like, look, let's try to get her shut down. Let's try to um, make sure she's selling their yarn. Let's, you know, they did that to a second woman here, but um, they are bullies. And so I get, I guess, righteously angry about it because they are, they are peddling nonsense. They are peddling um, hatred and toxicity and they're wrapping it up in something moral and just, and it is the exact opposite. These people are repulsive. So um, he basically tries to shame her and say, how do you think a person from India would feel? And she answers, honestly, I've had responses from several Indian friends um, who said nothing but positive things, but I'll go ask, I guess I'll find out and I'll, I'll ask if anything right. offended. Them. Oh, I'll find out the actual answer to the question that you're asking. Right. Yeah. Even though you they said positive thing. Judgmental question, but I'll take it seriously because I'm a sincere person and I'll go ask. Right. I'm, I'm going to engage in good faith, although you're engaging in bad faith because you're an SJW. Um, Gary, okay. that worked, right? He, he said, okay, great. That was it. That was the end. No, he did not say, okay, great. Guess what he used? This is one of the buzzwords we talk about all the time. Emotional labor, guys. Emotional labor. If we were a Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, like we could make that the word of the day. Emotional labor. <laughs> so, <laughs> <sighs> well, they don't want to do actual labor or emotional labor, it seems like. <laughs> they don't want oh, he also used white women's tears. White women's tears. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> SJW bingo. We should get out the cards. Um, <laughs> Okay, instead of asking, this is how he responds, instead of asking your Indian friends to perform more emotional labor for you and assuage your white women's tears, that's racist, by the way, and sexist. You, you are making a judgment and a slur based on a, an entire group, based on a person because they belong to a group, uh, like a particular racial group or a particular, particular gender group. So make no mistake, these people claim to be um, anti-racist and anti-sexist, but they're the furthest thing from it. So to assuage your white women's tears, uh, maybe do some reflection on how your equation of India uh, with an alien world reinforces an other, ding, 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 we have another word, other <laughs> mindset that is at the core of imperialism and colonialism. I'm going to take a break from ranting about this for a second and hear what you have to say, because between the caffeine and the uh, adrenaline from reading this, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm yelling into the microphone, Carter. No, Carrie, I mean, uh, <laughs> this, this does follow a pattern. I think, I think it's based on what started this, there's nothing special about this post. This is a very, like you said, I think you used the word innocuous. There's nothing special about this post. This isn't, she didn't say anything that's like, edgy or like maybe could be construed the wrong way as a kid she said it felt like being offered a trip to mars which i would use as an analogy not because martians are others but because it's a an unbelievable opportunity that's really exciting um that's the that's the implication not that there's strange other people that i'm gonna go look at so she said that she tried to clarify that in a comment. And what do you, what do you think the response? Yeah, was? of course that didn't work. But <laughs> I, I guess I think that you're, you're probably right is that what happens is this kind of stuff, anything you post is potentially subject to this. So you can't really protect yourself. And I think that part of their pattern is, they are trying. They try to get to a critical mass, and if it doesn't work at first, they kind of give up and move on to the next person. 
But in this case, you're saying it sounds like someone posted it somewhere else and they, that whatever, for whatever reason, that post elsewhere drew enough wolves in. And then the thing that really bothered me is, and they talk about this in this article, she had supporters who then turned because they saw the tide turning. They saw the cloud yes. against her and they were like, oh, after reconsidering, I now am on, so I'm on the side of the body snatchers now because. Oh, absolutely. That's right. And that, that's sad. It is sad and it is cowardly, but it is a, but it's also fascinating to me. It's like a mob dynamics, mob rule. It, it, it I would love to just sit down and study, you know, at, I would imagine there are many types of scientists who would love to sit down and study this this type of group social interaction. Um, it, it's I mean, it almost. Makes, let's go ahead. Well, no, yeah, it's almost like um, you have to become part of the pack to avoid the pack picking you off. And so, if you see the pack is slinging arrows at this um, at this particular target. And you were one of the first people in the comment and say, oh, I'm so excited for you. I hope you enjoy India. And you don't have the moral fortitude or strength of character to stand up, to continue to stand up for your friend, or even just to stay quiet. And but you don't have that kind of strength. It's, I think it's easy to start. It's, it's self-preservation. Oh, well, I have to survive. And yeah. it's not even a conscious decision, really. You start to think, well, maybe what they're saying, it's like brainwashing in action. I, well, they come back in and they say, I take back everything I said. I didn't realize how problematic I was being. <laughs> it's a natural reaction though, right? Humans are social animals and ultimately tribal, like emotionally tribal. This is how, I mean, all animals are basically tribal, but if you look at other primates, they're extremely tribal. Humans evolved and spent most of our human existence being extremely tribal, extremely tribal. And it's only with the advent of the philosophy and, and tenets around individualism that we've been able to, some of us, to some extent, have been able to use our rational minds and the, the philosophy of individualism to overcome otherwise, what would otherwise be tribal urges and impulses. And the tribes don't have to be aligned racially. They can be aligned however. It doesn't matter. And I think if, if you're not really conscious of not being tribal or if you are not really a, someone who thinks about principles and cares about making sure you live by those principles, you're just an average knitter on Instagram, which is where this is, was happening, uh, then you see the tribe wants a certain thing and they want the tribe wants you to worship this particular God. And if you want to remain in the tribe, you worship the fucking God. And that's, that's just a natural, like, Oh, but it's we're so putting, okay. Yeah. But it's, it's so, there's something so primitive about it. And absolutely. It's primitive. It's so, yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, I guess it's the opposite of, it, of civilization Carrie, by the way, like it it's is. the opposite. Civilization is the removal of that tribalism, basically. I mean, yeah, it's the opposite of civilization. So part of this, um, I, I just get, I get so riled up about it because I have this righteous anger on behalf of people who are being bullied in this way. Um, 
and that makes me want to, <laughs> to just, it, it provokes something in me that makes me want to defend them, much in the way that I think SJWs think they're, have convinced themselves they're defending people of color, and you're not. You're speaking on behalf of people. You're not defending individuals. Um, you're speaking on behalf of entire groups that you don't have the right to speak on behalf of, and you're and you're doing so. You're you're cloaking your bullying as as uh, something just, and it's not. So it it provokes me for that reason, but also because I was one of these people for a long time who I didn't join the pylons. At least I don't ever recall joining the pylons, but I was quiet. I mean, I recently apologized to Megan Murphy because. I was thinking about it and I was one of these people who saw the third wave SJW feminists piling on her um, online constantly and I kept my mouth shut out of fear. So I was a coward. Um, I think a lot of these people are self-interested cowards. But again, that's a, I don't know, I guess that's a, it, it, like you said, it's human nature. Perhaps it's something. Well, I'm not saying it's not cowardly and it is yeah. very primitive. I'm just, I guess what I mean by all that is it's kind of to be expected. Um, right. And but, I, but for, those, but, but for those people who are, there's all different types of people who participate in this. They're the ones who end up, they're, they're the instigators. They're the wolves. They're the people who um, are there to bully and intimidate and, um, and, and get some kind of thrill and pleasure out of that. They're, 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 it's, it's like a, what did James Lindsay call it? Like a power grab thinly right. disguised as civil rights. And, and these are the people I've described as like the bad faith actors in the movement. They, they get off on oppressing other people. They don't, they're not against oppression. They want to be the ones in the camps whipping people. Do you know what I mean? Like these are the people who, that this Alex who comes in, they're the enforcers who are afraid, who come, who, who come in after him and are part of the group. And then there are the people who flip because they're just now coming into contact with the mob. And they, like her friends who came back and recanted and were like, oh, we're so, we agree. She, what she said was awful. Um, and then there are the silent people who just watch it all unfold. And like I used to do, have a bad feeling in the pit of my stomach and know that there's something wrong with this. But and because you're so indoctrinated, it is your tribe. You're not able maybe to articulate exactly what's wrong with it, or you feel like something's wrong with you that you don't agree that this is happening. And because of fear, you keep your mouth shut. Well, keep, quit keeping your mouth shut. Yeah, you know, I carry something that struck me about this. I'm going to use an analogy that might offend people, but uh, dogs are great. And I'm just going to use the dogs analogy. <laughs> you racist. I know. Uh, <laughs> but I'm everyone's a dog in my analogy. So uh, the, you know, yes, there is a pack of rabid wolves that are after what, like, let's, let's describe normal people as domesticated dogs. They're not attacking each other. They're hanging out. They're domesticated. They're doing their thing. Wolves come in to attack one of the dogs. Now, you might feel powerless. You might be like, oh, my God, I'm a sheep, and these are these dogs coming in, and I've, are these wolves coming in? I've got to side with the wolves before I get eaten. But you're not a sheep. You're a dog. You're just domesticated. If all of you dogs fight the wolves, you will destroy them. If her friends did not turn against her, they would, they would, she would have been able to rebuff the attack from the SJW wolves. It is the silence and it is the cowardness, the cowardliness that enables this. Yes, the SJWs are bad actors. But the people being silent, especially the friends of this woman who are being silent 
and the people who were supportive and turned, you are the enablers. The wolves cannot get away with this without you. And I'm if you had a spine, you would realize there's way more of you dogs than there are these few mangy wolves roaming in from SJW woods to have a meal. I love that. I love that analogy. That was great. Thank you. So this is just, I wanted to point out one other thing they do um, is they use the carrot and the stick. They use the good cop and the bad cop to try and get you to break. Um, and Ow. so you can see that here with Sarah. So first you get Alex who's coming in using the stick. He's the bad cop. Yep. And it's just an assault of sight. Well, I was just right about going to India, guys. What, what, what? You know, and suddenly you're being piled on and this guy's saying really aggressive things. And then you get um, Sarah. Then you get, the, then you get the carrot. This is like, I'm here to be the gentle face. of. Oh, right. This is the good. Yes. And, and there are these two types and you see these a lot. So then here comes Sarah. I used to be this. I used to be Sarah. I used to be the, the, the carrot. Let me ease you into your programming. <laughs> I want to say this gently, a comment from a user identified only as Sarah began, because I can tell your intent is to share your personal evolution and celebrate facing your fear of the unknown. And that's great. I just need to point out that there's a lot of othering happening in this post. Your post upset some of my friends who aren't white and who didn't grow up in America. And then, and then she advises her to engage in a little more reflection before you equate India with Mars. Now, first of all, I don't believe that that's true, that Sarah says your post upset some of my friends who are not white. No, that's a total lie. That's a total lie. Sarah has to say that because Sarah is white. Um, you, Sarah has to say that to offer, evidence, to offer some type of anecdotal evidence, which in this case I 100% believe is fabricated. Um, but you, your friends did not see this unless you purposefully sent it to your friends of color and, and were like, what do you think? And they were like, that's awful. Yeah, but you knew what they were going to think because they're, they're in your cult. Right, and you um, sent it to them saying, isn't this awful? What do you think? Isn't this awful? Because you're showing what a good white ally you are and getting cookies for it. Um, but, but I had to point that out because there's two types. And this is, this is a crazy type of, uh, I'm, I'm not an expert on this. I'm only an expert in it in that I've seen this happen over and over and being an SJW for 20 years. This happened on individual feminist boards. This happened on Chick Click. This happened. It, just repeatedly you see this going on. And, and it doesn't stop here, by the way. There's a wave of conversion that happens and everyone starts speaking the appropriate. So on, on uh, Ravelry, which we'll get to in a second, Everyone there converts, right? And everyone starts speaking the ideology and little robots, right? It doesn't stop there. There, there will be another wave because you can never be pure enough. There will be another person who becomes a target because of something they said. Well, that was insensitive towards fat people, disabled people, pick a category. And it just keeps waves and waves and waves of purification that, ha that have to happen. It is a religious thing. It is a cult-like thing that happens. But the, the Sarah, this type of cult person plays a part because you've just been beaten with the stick and then there's this person offering you the carrot that's like, hey, just, you know, come on into this belief system with us. I'm here to be the soft, gentle face of, of authoritarianism. <laughs> right. I'm the mother of authoritarianism. That was the father. Right. Uh, yeah. So, um, this is one of her friends. I, again, just to point this out. I know I'm getting pretty specific, but this makes me, oh, this is one of her friends who turns on her three days later is like, I've read the entire post again. I'm ashamed to say I failed to consider the impact of this post on all of us non-white people. By the way, this is a non-white person who's yeah. saying this. I wasn't I, offended, but I failed to be, I'm sorry. I failed to be offended. 
I'm sorry I failed to be offended. All of us should be, as uh, I didn't realize I should have been. I skipped over the offensive parts. Um, it goes on and on. Um, another person, it, another, uh, I can't, this stuff just makes me sick. Um, your defensive and dismissive responses. So if you disagree, they'll call you defensive, dismissive. Um, they, they don't believe, again, they don't believe in conversation. You're not allowed to disagree. You cannot have a different opinion. They are well, coming. She wasn't really even arguing against it. She was just like, oh, I didn't realize. Like, she just wasn't apologizing profusely enough. She right. didn't frustrate enough, but she didn't say, screw you, I can compare India to Mars, which is the proper right. Right, um, but my point is you can't do, don't give them an inch. It doesn't matter. If you would try to explain yourself, my point is they don't want to hear anything other than I capitulate, you are right, I am now part of the mob. Right. You can't yeah. even, there's no nuance, there's nothing. So you might as well, as I think what you're trying to say, Carter, is if you have the moral fortitude and you believe him and you've thought through this criticism and you've, and you've judged it to be, um, to, be, to be based on nothing, true then then stand back give a forceful like full-throated defense of what you said don't back down to these people you give them an inch and it just they, they're just going to push you closer to um, yeah converting I, I think you have two choices basically you either uh you either accept your status and be like okay i'm going to have no opinion other than what they tell me i'm going to be their slave I'm going to say the words they say. I'm going to do and say whatever they want. Or you, you're, if, if you're not going to do that, you have no guarantee that you will not be continually attacked, vilified, destroyed. So you're, if, if that's not the route you want to go, the, your best option is to fight it overtly. Um, because at least that might inspire some other people. This woman didn't have a lot of people come to her defense possibly because she didn't offer a strong enough defense. I don't know, but yeah, uh, if she's going to fold, anything, I don't know. Yeah. There are people that are like, if she's going to fold, they don't want to be, have, have wasted all this time standing her right. ground. They can guess, sense yeah. that she's going to fold. No one wants to follow someone who's like, has already seeded the moral high ground. Right. And by the way, once you fold again, never ends, never ends. You'll become Beto constantly groveling and apologizing and speaking words of other people and begging for permission to exist. Um, so, uh, so then look at the, I just want to highlight a couple of other things they say, Oh wait, Oh no, doggies. No, no, no. That's the, that's the crazy dog. He's trying to interrupt, interrupt. Okay. Um, here we go. They, so it, it, it moves on to Ravelry, which we mentioned, which is the knitting community. Um, it explodes there. They, they call her Instagram notes, her quote, peak whiteness. This is another one of the things they say, another racist phrase that they use. Um, the world doesn't, this goes in with the emotional labor thing. The world doesn't owe you a patient explanation and education. That's when you ask them to explain something, right? Um, back up your point. What's your argumentation? Or, or sometimes you'll see women like her really like, I don't understand, but I want to know more. Can you explain? It's not our job to educate you. We don't do free emotional labor. The world doesn't owe you a patient explanation, education. That's all just a lazy, intellectually lazy way to avoid actually defending your position. Well, then they use your, one of your other favorite phrases next. Colonizer. Oh, no. stay in your lane. Yeah. She so had to stay in her lane. 
ding, 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 stay in your lane. Stay in your lane means you're not allowed to speak on anything that doesn't relate to what group, what groups you're in, which is absolutely racist and sexist and um, is collectivist in nature. And, you know, I, I love when I come up against these magic words and phrases. They depend on these magic words and phrases scaring you and shutting you up. Um, I don't have a lane. My my lane is what like I I'll be in whatever lane I like to be in. Thank you. Like take their stupid anal take their stupid phrase and just refuse to refuse to abide by it. You don't have to. Thankfully, we're still in a free country at the moment. Maybe right. in thirty years we won't be, but for now, I can say what I like, and I'll I'll form opinions about and speak opinions on whatever I like. So, <laughs> um, right. fuck your lanes. Oh, here's where they get here's okay. This is this whole thing about white silence is violence. Okay, um, they start warning that other white knitters that if they stay silent, meaning if you don't join the mob and condemn her, um, then and and speak up against racism, which by the way, that's not what you're doing. She didn't say anything racist. Okay, there, there. If you don't join our mob and you don't call her a racist, then you're going to be part of the problem. Right. Which is, you know, this is them trying to get hit that critical mass of people. Right. right? That some of her other friends are, you know, and again, if they've seen that she's conceded the the underlying moral argument and she's just trying to placate and then they've got people coming in saying you're going to get the same treatment if you don't call her racist. Yeah. You know. So she apologizes. She capitulates. Uh, she apologizes. So here you can see um, a part of her big, she did a big long apology post. I've hurt and angered and disappointed a lot of people. I'm deeply sorry, blah, blah, blah. She's going to start thinking and she's going to try to be more inclusive and supportive. And just basically I'm okay. I, you've got me. I'm a pod person. Now you own me. I am at your disposal. I'm reading um, the correct propaganda. You're reading the what? Origin yeah. of others by Toni Morrison. And, and by the way, they will make fun of, they will make fun of you actually following their, like if, like if she were to talk about, Hey, I've been reading the book and here's what I think about it. They'll, they'll make fun of you for even doing what they've told you to do. You know, we, this is the beginning of them continually whipping you. <laughs> so don't. Uh, okay. So now let's talk about the per our personal hero in this story. I'll let you talk, but you want to talk about her a second ago. So I'll let you bring her up. Well, her name is Maria Tuscan. She has her own little small business and what I, what I love about her is she is the, to me, I, look, I'm not in the knitting community at all. I know nothing about the knitting community, but she, to me, is the exemplar. She's exactly what I thought knitting women were like. She's, which I get, I get as stereotype. I'm just like, this is the stereotype. She's very soft-spoken. She's very sweet. She's like, oh, they used curse words. Like she's just very, very nice and soft-spoken and sweet and thoughtful and sincere and just a like, just a, a, a sweet, sweet person, right? Which is how I think of knitting. I know that's sweet, probably okay. Not a me. sweet exterior that is that is uh, hiding the, a very strong person inside. That is hiding a very strong badass inside. That's that. what I mean. She's, she's super sweet, yeah. but she's got moral conviction and she just sticks to it. And so she did 
we can't play this this whole video because it's quite long. But I just want to give people a sense of what she's like. So this is her. She was not attacked, but she watched this attack and started talking about it. This is and not. She, and she decided to say something. This is what we're talking about. Don't be quiet. Be like right. her. <laughs> but but watch how she talks. Goodness. It's been a few months since I last recorded, um, but yeah, I have a lot to talk about. So first of all, my name is Maria and I'm coming to you from the countryside near Seattle, Washington. And today is a very gloomy, rainy day. <laughs> that, there's really, I mean, it's a very long video. I'm not even gonna play the part, it, it doesn't matter. The point is, she says, this is how, like you can get the sense of like, I'm just very nice and sweet. And she, but she says, I've been on Instagram for a while. I'm leaving Instagram. And she calls these people out and she, she doesn't say they're horrible people or anything. She just says, well, there's a lot of bullying happening. And, um, you know, I guess it's in the name of, I don't know, social justice. And uh, it's just very mean and so, I, I, it's, and she basically says like, I, her basic message is like, it's not good for her life to be involved in the meanness. And so she's just going to step out of the meanness and not be on Instagram. And, and it's, it's a pretty, actually in terms of a, in terms of a stance against them, it's a pretty mild innocuous. I mean, yes, it's, but it's clearly against them, which is the problem. It's clearly against their behavior. She doesn't even criticize the ideology. She only criticizes the behavior. She only says like, well, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't want to be a part of bullying and I want bullying happening on my page or whatever. So she shuts down her Instagram account. Carrie, um, how'd that go? Oh, you can imagine how they responded because, but see, again, it doesn't matter. I, I want to preface this with, she did the right thing and God bless her. Like you, th there's something about doing the right thing that it doesn't, you're, she is not beholden to them forever. She is free. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever they try and do to her, it doesn't matter. Like she, and, but they did, they tried to go after her. Um, let me see. I'll bring up my screen again. Um, they basically launched a campaign to, um, to dry her up of Instagram followers and make sure she never sold anything or so here's but one thing she said. She's still running her business. I oh, just want yeah. to it looks like she's doing her thing. She's so. doing her thing. They cannot hurt you. I mean they yes they can. Let me back up. Some of your the fear that you have is real. If you're in one of the, if you're watching one of these things unfold and I know people on the left liberals talk to me quietly all the time privately about how afraid they are to say something and how afraid they are even to hit like on a post, right? They might like the wrong thing. Oh, I like what you had to say, but I can't like it on Facebook because I don't want anyone to see that I liked it. Um, that kind of fear a, a lot of a lot of that is unfounded. Now, some of it's true. Yes, these mobs can come after you financially they they sometimes they um they dox people they try and make you fearful for your security and um but in the end i i mean i maintain that it is worse and it is a scarier place to live at the behest of a uh, a, a violent 
you know, hateful mob to, to live at, at under their thumb is worse. It is much worse. And, and honestly, a lot of what you're afraid of, it, they really can't, they really can't do anything. They, they, it's, um, their bark is, to go back to your dogs and wolves analogy, their bark is much worse than their bite. They don't really have a bite, a lot of these people. Um, it just seems like it online. It's like if you're, if you're living here online and you don't take a break and step back and get off and think about it for a while, I can see how you would be like, oh, they're all coming for me. Just step offline for a while. Um, so anyway, here's what she said, by the way, that I wanted to highlight. One of the things she said, um, so she says it was very hostile. People were being attacked and threatened and accused of things. Small businesses like mine are slightly bigger with a few employees, all in the name of this social justice issue. And everyone was saying, it's a conversation. It's not a conversation. And look at, look at her. She's, she correctly says, but it is not a conversation. It is a one-sided belief and there is no room for discussion. It's just arguments, trolling, and bullying. That's exactly what it is. Um, there is another- But it is trolling and bullying. Right. Um, here's another one. Okay, Colette, this is the one of the follow-up pieces you mentioned. So this is one of the second people they went after um, because she was a white woman who's well, she's a well-known uh, yarn vendor and she owns her own business. Um, and she, uh, what was her crime? She's a well-known white knitter who didn't say anything. White silence is violence, guys. Yes, by the way, she's also, uh, she's also explicitly believes in intersectionality, does a lot of work offline to, inv um, to support people of color and the intersectional community. Uh, she herself is disabled. Um, and like she's, she's one of them. She, her, her sin was, well, I didn't really want to, I didn't want to be involved in the, in the bickering on Instagram. I just, I'm going to support people of color in my own work. Elsewhere. Right. I'm not going to be part of your virtue signaling mob of, ju of fake justice. Well, she didn't say it that way. No, though. but that's what I know, but that's what I'm saying. She basically was like, I'm going to do real stuff. I mean, right. she didn't say it that way because she is an SJW, but but she's a more authentic SJW, I would say, than somebody who's just online. Like, if you don't signal in this way, then you're not a, one of us. So they, they uh, her name was, or her name is, uh, Kate Davies. So this, Helen Kim, this SJW, uh, started the abuse by posting a letter on my not-so-cozy Ducat sweater, aka my first and last Kate Davies project, where she just attacked her for not saying anything, right? So when then, when she spoke out, then they pounced on her. So again, don't, don't, if you give them an inch, if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. That's exactly, these people are like the devil. I'm, I'm truly, <laughs> I, I think that's kind of funny because we, you and I have this argument all the time where I say, I don't think they're evil. They just have an evil ideology. <laughs> so I'm being somewhat hyperbolic when I say they're the devil, they're the devil in this analogy. Give them an inch, they'll take a mile. <sighs> are you laughing? I can call Call people evil and just say it's an analogy after and we'll be just. <laughs> but this is, this is, they are doing evil. I do believe that they are doing evil. Um, so she says, well, your statement is quote, very harmful. Look, she hits all the buzzwords here. Very harmful. Uh, your words are demonstrations of entitlement to racial discomfort and racial arrogance. See Robin D'Angelo's work on white fragility. Ding, ding, ding. White privilege. Ding, ding, ding. It's a white problem. Ding, ding, ding. Like they just hit all these things. So going back to that um, other article, she's basically, you, you, that was just an illustration of what she's talking about, how they were attacking and threatening uh, people and threatening their small businesses. So 
she's someone who also uh, she dyes wool from home. She has an online following. And so here are some of the comments that came afterwards. It will be easy to boycott this person, wrote an Instagram user. Uh, no amount of reason will change a zealot like her, but we can make sure that will we'll change, but we can make sure they feel their hatred reflected in their bank accounts and their follower accounts until they are crying into a void. This is what I meant at the beginning about projection. The person writing this is full of hatred, of but course. they're trying, but yeah, but they're trying to say that this, this woman we just saw up here, who's like, I don't want to participate in this, <laughs> that she's the hateful one. Um, and that she's a zealot. That's hilarious to me. These people are zealots. This person is proving her point. There is no discussion to ha be had. There is no conversation to be had. Um, the only response a zealot wants is for you to fall down at their feet and say, okay, I'm, I'll become one of you. Um, yeah, obviously it's projection again. Yeah. How does she still have 10,000 followers? I hope it keeps dwindling. She doesn't deserve our, our support. Um, here, here, they move on to just start calling. If you're against folks calling out racism, that's not what she was doing. She's not against people calling out racism. Oh, well, there was no racism. Let's just be clear. Yeah. That, that there's so much wrong with that statement. There was no racism. She wasn't against people calling out racism. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. You go ahead. I'm so. <laughs> no, no, keep going. It's you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, report hate speech. Wh what? Where's the hate speech? Do you see how, how quickly? I don't, I don't like bullying. Hate speech. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'd like to go. I'm so excited about my upcoming India trip. Hate speech. Right. <laughs> I'm so excited about my upcoming India trip. Racism. And then this other woman's like, um, I'm not going to jump on this pylon. I didn't see any racism. I don't even think she even said that. She didn't I'm say gonna, she didn't see racism. Yeah, I'm not going to jump on this pylon. She just hate said speech. bullying. <laughs> hate speech. <laughs> oh, these people suck. Okay. So, um, now look at this, look at this racism here again. And this is perfectly, all this stuff is perfectly acceptable in the SJW world. They, they post and, and when you see, it's like a hive. It's like a hive where you watch them all talking to each other and patting each other on the back for their bullying and stuff. And they say the most hateful things. They, they thrive on hatefulness. Um, I would love to say I watched her whole video to make an informed decision. By the way, that's a lie, Dave Frazier. You would not love to say that because you, you don't like, I'm sure, I'm just, I'm making an assumption based on your type based on SJWs, you do not enjoy watching things to make an informed decision. Um, so the first thing you spoke there is a lie. Um, but I was blinded by her literally gleaming white face. Um, yep. Yeah. So then people start virtue signaling. They start um, putting all these different hashtags on their Instagrams to show that they're, it's like the safety pin thing. I'm one of the good white knitters. I'm one of the good people. Don't come for me. Um, and it just, it just went out of control. But like you said, Tuscan is still doing her thing. Um, look at what she says here though. And because this, this I think is also, if you do decide to take a stand and, and not kowtow to the mob, there are some things you can expect. And one of those things is that you will lose so-called friends. I maintain that those are not real friends. I mean, th this kind of thing tests, tests your friendships and shows you who's a true friend. 
Brandon Tatum said that when we, we did this walk away panel together. Um, cause I was talking about losing some friends and he was like, it, it, it just shows you who your real friends are. Um, so she says, I've known for a long time that any community wasn't as supportive and, lo and loving as everyone claimed. In reality, there are strong cliques and it can be difficult to fit in. There've been many times I've had to keep my mouth shut due to fear of something like this happening. SJW mobs are like a new form of mean girls. That's what it is. It's like a new form of mean girls. I have been called a hateful racist POS piece of shit, but this didn't hurt nearly as bad as being called a horrible person and publicly denounced by friends who I've met in person and built relationships with. She was accused of being a neo-Nazi because she enjoys drinking Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, they're not real friends. They're out. SJWs don't have friends, not the real ones. Not the, they have allies. And the minute you step out of line that you were only united in, in pushing this evil ideology. If they view, if they realize you're not one of them, it is in like invasion of the body snatchers, that famous image of him. It's like that. They will start screaming and pointing at you because you are not one of them. Um, so be prepared for losing friends, but don't, don't sweat, don't sweat it too much. They're not, you're going to make much better friends. I want to, it, it, can we get Tuscan on the show? <laughs> uh, actually, I, I, uh, I have her email. I have an email to her queued up. So, oh my yeah. gosh. That would be amazing. Um, because she has not, uh, she's gone on to do her thing, but she hasn't remained totally silent. She has a blog post advice to anyone who has been silent. Uh, and it's kind of a mocking, um, you know, mocking list of, of things that the social justice warriors kind of say to you. Um, good, for, good for her. I, I want to show you something, by the way. This infiltration into knitting started a while back. So just like with all of the indoctrination we've talked about in deprogramming and stuff, or deprogrammed, um, I'm not saying this is a bad book. This is a great book. But just to show you, there, there was a um, really popular third-way feminist magazine that I subscribed to that I had just I couldn't wait to get it. Every time, it was, it, for me, this is just, it was like getting mana from, yeah, I know. I was, I was super in, it was called bitch. Um, and then there was this series well, of, appropriately. <laughs> there was a series of uh, books that came out stitch and bitch where they started like kind of almost reclaiming um, things that you would think of as, as hobbies of traditional femininity or traditional women and kind of rebranding them as reclaimed feminist activity and which is cool i'm and anyone even i think sjw should be knitting but but this whole infiltration into the knitting world started a long time ago and you yeah. i think well, I, you saw a lot of these sjw knitters doing the pussy hats and stuff yeah i mean i think what's happening is it's not that they're going after specific hobbies it's that um they are it's a it's an ideology that's disseminated generally both in colleges and in communities and has been for quite some time and you know when i say communities i mean you know in in media and a lot in social sciences and just you know schools and that kind of thing and so when when these people go out and live their lives they are told hey, part of being an ally is to take the fight to all the 
communities that you're a part of. And so if you're a knitter, you take it into the knitting community. And as soon as you see that there's a few other knitters that are also social justice warriors, you feel a little bit more empowered to be like, oh, look, there's more than one of me in this community. We can take this community over. We can start changing this community from within. And they're in every community because they're they're just part of society. So it it is kind of like the body snatchers in in, in one sense. In the other sense, it's not like the body snatchers because they're not starting from a particular spot. They've already been distributed throughout society uh, universally. I mean, obviously more concentrated in humanities functions rather than sciences, but still in sciences and tech. And so they've been kind of distributed universally and now they're just starting to realize and be, I'll, I'll almost say they've been activated. Now they're kind of being pushed to like, hey, be an ally, start this fight, you know, turn your community. And, you know, if the knitting community had the support of the community at large, they couldn't get away with this because the, the rest of the community would look at this and go, you know, what the hell, what the hell are you doing? These people are, you know, it's not racist to say you're excited to go to India, but it's a relatively insular community. And so they can pull in outsiders to fight. And if outsiders from don't come in from the other side, they can feel overwhelmed. And especially if you've got that domesticated dog mentality and you're not going to band together and fight the wolves, then, then you get taken over. And that's kind of how convergence works. You get taken over and you, um, I think people look, there's something that's good here that happens in where people, this is where we talk about, like I, sometimes we disagree. I think there's a lot of well-intentioned people who in the SGW world, and a lot of those people do get converted during pylons like this because they want to do what's good. And they're, you've got this invasion of people here saying, um, this is racist in a way that you don't understand because you have this uh, built-in sin or what have you have this built-in sin called white privilege or you have this built-in sin called implicit bias or male privilege and you can't see it. So just trust us, let us detect it for you. You have to rely on us to tell you it's there. And this is the way that you, you go out into the world and you now uh, end racism and sexism is by becoming one of us and trusting us and preaching this. And so you get people with, who want to do good, who, 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 because they, they, they are against racism and sexism, they end up getting turned into little pod people who push racism and sexism. That's why I find this to be truly evil. But there is something good here, I think. There's some good intent on behalf of some people, not the people like Alex that come in with the stick, you know, but there's good intent on behalf of some people and that gets twisted and manipulated and used against them. Um, What I would say though is that there's also, I think there's something good, but I think if those people are honest with themselves, there's also something bad lurking under the surface. This is, it's not just a desire to do good that pushes them there. There's a fear. There's a fear that if they don't. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's, I don't care what your intent is. So that's one of the differences between you and me and how we Well, you share that in common with SJWs. I don't. So we both I'm just saying they don't believe it. They don't believe intent matters. Sure. I mean, it, it can matter in a, in a nuanced case, but in general, if you're out murdering people, I don't really care what your intent is. Um, you know, all the, all the, the, the biggest totalitarian states all had leaders saying that it was for the good of humanity and for the good of XYZ and blah, blah, blah. So intent is not really relevant to me as relevant to me. Um, and I think the difference is 
you know, because you came from the wolf pack, you want to save other wolves because you relate to them. I didn't come from the wolf pack. So I'm talking to the dogs. I don't give a shit about the wolves. Dogs, no. there are you to fight the wolves. So unite. No, you're so wrong, Carter. You're so I'm wrong. wrong? I'm gonna, yes, because it's not just because I came from the, I wasn't in the wolf pack. I was a dog and I became a wolf. There are people out there who, the no, but I started off, you, you're pretending like there's like, this. Someone's born a wolf. You all get. No, but you're pretending like there's this group of people that are not somehow straddling the line. And, if, and you're just talking to this one type and they, they are straddling the line. They are half SJW and half not. They're well, not no, like, what I'm saying is, you know? it may be possible to, after someone has been infected, it may be possible to cure them. I'm not arguing that that's not true, but I'm arguing that I'm more interested in inoculating people because there's a larger percentage of people that have not been effect, infected and inoculating them helps stop the spread of the infection. I agree. I'm inter interested in that too. I, I, look, I'm interested in intent because I am inter interested when somebody murders someone, what the intent is, because I want to understand humans better. And there's a- I'm not, I'm not uninterested right. completely. I just don't think it excuses. It's not like, oh, well, they were good. So, you know, I'm going to- I'm going to- It doesn't give excuse pass, it. I don't right? think it excuses it. But that, that's, that's the distinction. I'm not saying intent doesn't matter. I'm saying, you know, most evil is done with while spouting good intent. So th to say there's a lot of good intent is to kind of say nothing because of course there's a lot of good intent. If there wasn't good intent, they wouldn't convince people. It's not to say nothing. SJW say, even in this article, um, or one of the ones I read about this, they say, and it doesn't matter. So this woman writes about, I want to go to India. I'm so excited to go to India. And they say, that's racist. And she says, how is it racist? I didn't, and, I, and, and plus I didn't intend for it to be racist. Is it? And they say intent doesn't matter. It's racist because I say, I feel it as racist and I receiving it say it's racist. Well, that's, well, that's a fallacy, but it's not a fallacy because intent matters. How so? Well, it's a fallacy because it's objectively not racist and racism is, and on top of that, racism is partly related to intent by definition. It's the, it's the intentional and treatment of someone differently. So exactly. Um, so intent does matter in that because it's the word racism, right? But my point is, is my point is not that intent is irrelevant. My point is that to say a lot of these people have good intent is kind of irrelevant because of course these people have good like most people that do bad things have good intentions that's not a that's not unique that's i agree a, but that that doesn't mean that we forgive them or, or that we say well you know we you should be treated with a with kid gloves because even though you killed 100 million people last century you did it in the name of equality and that sounds nice Right. Well, I, I think a lot of them actually, it's, I think it's probably half and half. Half of them have bad intent, like this guy, Alex. Half of them want to be the ones oppressing and pushing people into ovens. But, the, but. Fair. There are some with, the, with actually bad intent. I'll concede. Right. But for the ones with good intent, the reason this is important for me to point out is because if I am talking to them, and please allow me to talk to them, they don't think about your, yeah, think about your, they, they focus on the good intent. They're not being honest with themselves that it's not just the good intent. There's fear underneath that. Oh, yeah. I think there's fear. There's depression. There's anger. There's cowardice. Well, it's just similar to fear. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, and, and, and that's that fear awesome. is that fear is what probably is driving them more than the good intent. Yeah. I would argue that most people probably don't there. I think there's more than anything. I think there's evasion intellectually. Um, whatever's going on, evasion is required. And I would say evasion is required for both the evil intended people and the people that you're describing because uh, the evil people are evading some personal anger or psychological issues that just make them want to destroy the world and make them nihilistic in their behavior. And they're just evading their own issues and taking it out on other people. And the people that are converted are evading the fact that they're just fucking cowards. They're just fucking cowards. And, and they're more willing to bow to the mob than die for a good cause. And that's what cowardliness is. Um, I know this is kind of going over. I think this is such an interesting No, it's topic. great. It's great. Yeah. By, by the way, are you going to talk about the third one at all or no? Um, I wanted to talk about, no, I wasn't planning on it, but if you want to say something about it quickly, are you going to talk about Ravelry's new policy? Um, I wasn't, all, you could, no, I was just going to mention that the, the, the latest kind of big victim that's been talked about is actually the guy who first used the diversity hashtag. He's a gay male and he, uh, he got piled on and so, so much that he ended up in the hospital on suicide watch because he was so attacked by these people and then was at a festival and uh, was signing books and, and attacked again. And it's just, it's my, my point was if you look at him and you look at uh, Kate Davies, it is, they're not just attacked. They don't just attack you if you don't believe their ideology. They're not attacking you for your ideological beliefs. That is not the issue. It's performative. They're attacking you because you're not falling in line with doing the things, saying the things, using the words the way that they want. You need to be part of the bullying mob. You need to hold the torch and hold the pitchfork and go on the, the, the march with them to go you know, burn the church or whatever the hell they're trying to do. If you're not part of that mob, it doesn't matter whether you're in agreement or whether you're fighting another battle in another way or anything or it does like they don't even care if you're part of the mob and you don't agree as long as you're part of the mob and doing the things that they want they're happy and if you're not it doesn't matter what else you've done you could be the the sjw equivalent of mother Teresa, but if you're not willing to pile on on instagram and try and shut down this woman's account and ruin her business then you're an enemy yeah it's like joining a gang. They throw you a knife and are like, we're going to go stab this woman. And you're like, I don't know. Well, I'm not in for the stabbing. And they're like, well, then you're going to get stabbed. Like they're, you're, you're yes, not. Exactly. You, it's exactly that. Yes. We are initiating you as part of, okay. So, so those people who, the ones who are like, oh, I've reconsidered the error of my ways. It's been three days. I reject my friend and I'm one of you guys now. And they're like, prove it. Right. Here's a knife. <laughs> here's a knife. Let's go stab this bitch. And you're like, Hey, but if you don't, they'll come after you. They'll turn the pitchforks on you. And, and that they always eat their own. I, you are never safe. If enough of them, even the ones who are like the high priests and priestess within the movement who have a lot of, um, 
people worshiping them and, and who kind of, there's all these different, there's not one leader of SJW ideology. There's a lot of these little different figureheads. Um, they are not immune. They come down too once there's a big enough pack. And if they smell blood in the water, they come after you. Because like you said, Carter, it's performative. And this is the way they prove that they're a good person. They're a good ally. So you could be someone who one day is one of the most vicious um, uh, participants in the mob. And then another day you could post something where this is why a lot of SJWs live with a lot of anxiety and self-censorship and fear because they're not allowed to say what they think and they're not allowed to think they're, they're supposed to speak the ideology correctly. So everything that comes out of their mouth is if they're, um, if they're a highly intelligent SJW, they're constantly repressing thoughts, but they're, or, or their own opinions, but they're also running every thought they have through this filter. What could possibly Living be- in like a cannibal community. That's yeah. the, they're like, whoa. Yeah. So what could possibly, what could, what could possibly be ideologically incorrect about this? Cause I want to make sure I never step on a tripwire. Right. So let's say you're, you're not as careful and you step on a tripwire one day and you say, um, I went to see this movie with some knitting buddies and it was pretty lame. Lame? Lame right. is a problematic word because it's against the, then they go on and on, you know, it's um, ableist. It's against the disabled community and blah, blah, blah. And then everyone will pile on. And if you don't immediately fall in line and agree, the correct thing to do is I am so sorry, offer an apology, blah, blah, blah. You know, and if, if you don't immediately do that, they'll come out. And there are so many tripwires, especially for new SJWs. They don't know all the things yet. They, they haven't collected all the things that are okay to say and not say yet. And so um, someone who becomes a new convert like this is especially um, up for being vict- re-victimized by the mob pretty quickly because they're probably going to step into it again. Um, yeah. You, one thing that this this is making me think about, Carrie, and it's something that I think people need to be aware of. Once viciousness and ruthlessness and aggression are the standard by which you advance, it that seals your fate that eventually Attila the Hun will win. Mm-hmm. The most, like, then what will eventually happen is the most ruthless, the most aggressive, and the most vicious person will always end up on top. And if someone more ruthless, vicious, and aggressive is able to take them down, they'll be on top. But it's a race to be the worst possible person on the planet. That's yes. what it is. Yeah. This is why, this is why this kind of mentality, which is a form of Marxism, it's it's Marx it's philosophically, it's a it's a collectivist. You know, Marxism was more about classes fighting. This is, is they've divided classes differently than, than classical Marxism, but. Uh, they divide it into identity groups. Right. But this is why Stalin ends up in charge because he's the most ruthless, most vicious and most aggressive of all of them. And that's who ends up in charge. And I, I think it's inevitable. So I, I don't think, that's why I don't think things like, um, when people say, oh, well, the, the Democrats need to, you know, th- get back to being more moderate and go the Joe Biden route and stay away from the, the squad route. That's not happening. The squad's going to take over because this ideology is, mo- is prevalent enough that the worst people will win. And eventually the squad will get eaten by more vicious, ruthless, aggressive people than the squad. Oh, it totally. That's, but the, unless, like you said, the dogs, and to go back to your analogy, say enough and refuse to play the game. It is a game. Okay. Think of it like a game. If you don't abide by their rules and you're like, I'm not playing this game, they can't force you to play it. So 
that's this thing about don't give them an inch. Don't play the game. Don't, don't, don't say, um, well, I do acknowledge and apologize for, and then use their magic words and their magic phrases. Don't, don't do that. Don't use their spells. Well, um, and you can't, I mean, fundamentally, and this is why I think, I mean, I know we're on a, this is a rambling day, but I, this is fundamentally why I think it's over for the Democratic Party because you can't accept the premises. Philosophically, you can't accept the premises. And even the moderate candidates, even the moderate members, most of them in the Democratic Party, they accept the premises. Even if they disagree with the methods, they accept the premises. And once you've accepted the premises, you're dead because the people that take them to their logical conclusion most aggressively and ruthlessly, they win. Your, 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 you know, your milk toast acceptance of the premises, that's not going to, it's not going to do nothing to reel it in. It's done. Which is, I think, part of the reason why there's a walk away movement. There's people that are realizing, like, I, I, I can't, they see that it's done and they need to get the hell out. Yeah. You can't, you can't endorse even a part, a part of it. You, you can share some of what they say their goal, stated goals and ideas, ideals are. But you also have to recognize that, that, that those are not their goals. You, I mean, so, of course you can, because they pick, they pick words and goals that sound wonderful. But Anti- those are not their real goals. They are, they're lying. It is not the real goal of, SJ, of a social justice ideology to end racism. So when people say to me when I'm criticizing SJW ideology online, and I'll sometimes get people who don't realize I was an SJW for 20 years, and they'll say, well, what's wrong with social justice? How could you be against social justice? I'm like, I'm not, uh, except, that, except that social justice ideology is not against racism. It is not against sexism. It is, it is a racist and sexist belief system. That's why I oppose it. Well, so, I would say social justice is, is a corrupted term in and of itself. It is, it is a corrupted Justice is, is, is applied to individuals, not society. There's not a, as soon as you use the word social justice, you've accepted collectivism. It's what Thomas Sowell calls cosmic justice. Um, I think he uses that in a similar way. Yeah, it's, um, it is a corrupted term, but I know what they mean when they say that. And so I try to answer them according to what they mean, which is how could you be, what they mean is how are you for racism and sexism? No, I'm, I'm, I'm against racism and sexism. That's why I'm against SJW ideology. Um, uh, one, one other quick thing. Um, so we talked about Ravelry, the knitting forum, where a lot of this played out. We didn't really look at any of it. They just announced, so a couple months after this all started, um, they just announced that they um, are cracking down on free speech on their platform. Now, again, for any new viewers, Carter and I uh, believe private businesses and companies and forums have the right to do whatever they want and have whatever rules they want. If They have the right to do this. However, I have the right to say I think it's immoral and unethical and that these people are authoritarians who want to be able to dictate the opinions that other people can have. And if they had their way, if they wouldn't just do this on Ravelry. They would do this. They would enshrine this in law because they would love to be able to tell you that you can't say this at all, ever, not just on their platform. <laughs> these people are disgusting. <laughs> so I couldn't have put that better myself, Carrie. That was, yes. <laughs> New policy. Do not post in support of Trump or his administration. As of June 23rd, this just happened. Um, we are banning support of Donald Trump and his administration on Ravelry. This includes support in the form of forum posts, projects, patterns. You can't do any knitting patterns, profiles, or any and all other content. Um, your project aid will not be deleted. We'll never da 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 da. Um, they're talking about permanent bannings. Here's, here's why. They, they, they say, we cannot provide a space that is inclusive of all. Uh, again, to look at the double speak, inclusive of all. 
they're saying there's they're lying here this is double speak they're saying that they're inclusive of all while they write a new policy excluding <laughs> excluding like half of the population <laughs> because we're inclusive we're excluding you yep. we're so inclusive we're excluding you we cannot provide the space that's inclusive of all and also allow support for now here's the lie this is this is a lie this is double speak and this is a lie that um, that gives them cover and justification. Allow support for open white supremacy. Well, nobody's asking you to offer support for open white supremacy. W what are you talking about? Oh, support for Donald Trump. Well, they say right there, that next sentence, white Gary, supremacy. support yeah. of the Trump administration is undeniably support for white supremacy. That's bullshit. And, and people can't deny that. They, you can deny it. They don't want you to be able to. They don't want you to be able to, again, this goes back to, they don't want a conversation. They want to dictate to you. These are authoritarians. They want to tell you what you can do, what you can think, what you can read, what you can play, who you can associate with, what kind of knitting patterns you can do. <laughs> these, these are disgusting. It's a disgusting ideology and there are disgusting people at the helm of it. Can you imagine what the country is going to be like when they take over? Because I think they are eventually going to take over at least part of the country and maybe there'll be a, a split and uh and some sort of fracturing but uh man it's going to be it is going to be one orwellian hellhole for whatever period of time these people are in charge yeah yeah if these people are in control i mean we know what they want to do they've they've shown us <laughs> they continue to show us what they would like to do um so this is just an edict if you if you support Trump, which by the way Carter and I um, actually I don't want to speak for Carter. I did not vote for Trump, and I was not a Trump supporter. And I I'm I I cried. I had someone ask me this yesterday. Did you vote for Trump? I'm like I'm like no. I really like it would be funny if you knew me three years ago, because I know what how I come off today. Just because um, I am forced into a position of defending him because he oftentimes as ridiculous and laughable as I think he is, is much more rational than these people. <laughs> these people, these people make him look like sane. Okay. The fact he, what I like about him is he doesn't play this SJW game. And I understand now that that's the reason why a lot of people voted for him because he won't play this. He won't bow to this type of leftist authoritarianism. Um, yeah. So, just to clarify, yeah. uh, I hadn't voted for, 20 years, I'm an anarchist. I don't believe in voting generally uh, because I'm uninterested in politics and both parties are just creating a bigger and bigger government. I like gridlock. If I was going to vote for anything, it would be gridlock. I did break that pattern and I, I voted for Trump, not because I like his policies or any particular things he was going to do or say or whatever. Um, I voted for him for exactly the reason that you just said. I someone needs to fight the culture war against the rise of social justice and someone needs to discredit the media. And if all he does is burn down the media and show people that you can stand up to this leftist totalitarianism, then he's done, he's done enough for me. That's it. That's it. So would I want, you know, once that's all defeated, do I, do I want him staying in office and setting policy? No, but frankly, I, there's no, none of these politicians I've liked for my entire life. So, you know, the, the idea that he is policy-wise much different from any other president is a farce. He's not. 
what he is is culturally different and he fights the social justice war and that's what this country needs more than anything else is a cultural uh, warrior. Um, I will say this, and I think I've told you this. I don't know if, if I've said it on the podcast. I agree with you now. And I would never, ever have thought a few years ago that I, I could, could vote for him. But I, I know now I, I can and I will if the alternative is someone who um, is going to is going to kowtow to this kind of mob and, and just rubber stamp um, authoritarianism. And then yes, I have to vote for him. So well, it depends on running the democratic ticket will kowtow to the mob. I, you and I disagree about that. Let's not go on a tangent. I don't think everyone, the democratic. Um, okay. So I wanted to share this one last thing. Mm-hmm. So to go back to that rivalry policy, these people are so gross. Okay. <laughs> Um, they've, they hear, okay. Note that support of president Trump, his administration or individual policies that harm marginalized groups all constitute hate speech. So now if you support president Trump, you're speaking hate speech. Do, do people see what a, what a slippery slope, the concept of hate speech actually is who decides what it is, right? Who decides? And does Facebook get to decide? Does rivalry get to decide? Do you get to they decide? talk about what the policies are that harm marginalized groups, and they never talk about how they harm them, other than no. they argue about the border stuff. But like, they never say, hey, here's this particular policy, and this is how it's harming. I mean, I, maybe there's been a couple, but they just make that statement. They never really support it. They just make it blanket, just like they say supporting him is supporting white supremacy. They just say these things. They don't defend them. They don't prove any they don't provide any evidence. There's nothing about it. That's a statement of fact. This is a, this is a statement of um, opinion and it, and it is uh, a hysterical um, patently false opinion, but, but they put it out there. Like this is a statement of fact. They, this is how, this is how authoritarians and totalitarians often advance their policies is by cloaking it in concern for the greater good and for protecting marginalized groups. So again, this is that double speak. If you disagree with us, you're for harm. You're for harming marginalized groups. It's like that C.S. Lewis quote about um, the tyranny that's that's undertaken for um, for the good of all. I can't remember the quote right now, but I love that quote because that's exactly what this is. It's a tyranny that's a, a, that's supposedly undertaken for the good of all. Um, they go on to try and justify this. Uh, further it just i think these people are discussing um this is who they are I, actually when you said you voted for trump i was gonna say shame <laughs> i think you're othering me am i othering you yes. <laughs> that's who they are that's like no. a great, like this, the 1978 version was the best version. I much prefer the older version, actually. Oh, um, yeah. I like the plot much better in the, the older version, but. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <sighs> well, Carrie, this was a long kofefi, but I think it was a fun discussion. So. Yeah. And I have, thank Thank you for, uh, indulging me to get out so i feel like i've gone through a bit of uh uh you know how like sometimes 
it's cathartic sometimes not always sometimes venting things actually just makes you feel like more frustrated or angry whatever it is that you're feeling but other times it can be a good kind of releasing of things and built up things that I've wanted to say about this that just frustrate me it feels a little bit like I went for a jog but I didn't go for a jog anyway thanks for letting me go for this emotional intellectual jog with you (laughs) thanks for for you know taking me through wild and exciting world of the knitting community. <laughs> Thanks for watching everyone. Please don't forget to like and share. Uh, if you want shorter videos, don't worry. They're, they're on the, the channel. Go find shorter videos to watch those. But um, don't forget about book club this Sunday. What time Sunday? Seven Texas time, five Seven Pacific. Seven Texas time, five Pacific, eight Eastern. And I would encourage you if you're a crafty woman or man, uh, just to, just to fly. I, I, I hate when people tell me what I can and can't do. I encourage you to do some Donald Trump knitting projects. <laughs> <laughs> if you end up doing any type of orange thread, right? If you do any type of <laughs> orange thread, yarn, I guess. What? Orange, orange yarn. This is going to be a run on orange yarn. Ban orange yarn. That'll be the Ravelry's next move. <laughs> orange yarn is banned. <laughs> so no red, they did, white, blue. Get angry. We didn't mention this. They did get angry about different color yarn that some woke company did, uh, where they had people of color put together this collection, and I forget what it, it was called. Like intersectionality. That wasn't the name, but it was something like that, and it had different skin tone kind of things in it. And that that apparently also was a major, major sin, and they got uh dragged over the coals for that so oh yeah you can't win you can't win um that's why i just say just just uh go go against what they say just go buck buck what they say if you if any of you end end up doing any wrong think knitting projects we'd love to see them just go ahead and email them to us now i will one other thing uh there is a hobby at least one community that has not and i don't think will be infiltrated and it's one that i enjoy Start shooting because the shooting community not likely to be infiltrated. Oh, you think we're going to be infiltrated oh, also? Yes. <laughs> nah, I, I don't know. I think that I, th- I, I just I saw the way things started to tilt a little bit after he was elected. I had SJWs asking me to take them to the gun range. Yeah, I know, but 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 the people in the gun community, uh, they're going to fight back even more than the gamers did. I don't think they're not going to roll over. Hmm. At this, my experience. I know you and I have both been firearms instructors, so uh, maybe you have more well, insight. The Southern Baptists can be infiltrated. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a know. joke. Okay. Good night. Good night. Goodbye, night. guys. Still good morning, although it was a long episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye, guys. If you're if you're new to the channel, we uh, please like, subscribe. If you disagree with us, let us know in the comments. We don't mind disagreement. Um, but try and uh, back up your disagreement with some um, argumentation. And if you're going to use SJW magic words and magic spells, be prepared for us to point that out. We love it when you illustrate all the stuff we've talked about in the videos. Um, anyway, like, share, subscribe, book club on Sunday. <laughs>